wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Dissecting Success. I am so excited. Blair and I are here today with Alison Chavez. Alison is a prosperity and success coach for ambitious, God-centered women. She teaches women how to get phenomenal results with ease, bend time and space, achieve their goals without hustle or grind, and reshape their reality and feminine energy. She's a sought-after speaker on mindset, prosperity, universal laws, and success strategies. She's also the best-selling author, author of the Prosperity Approach. Hello, tongue twister for me this morning. And her work has been featured on CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, and hundreds of television, newspaper, and magazine outlets. This is amazing. Allison believes that challenge is necessary on your success journey, but the struggle isn't. Her mission is to end the struggle and bring joy to the lives of millions of women around the globe. Allison, welcome, welcome. I am so excited that we're having this conversation with you. Teresa and Blair, first, like, thank you so much for having me on. What an honor. And I am so excited for the conversation we're about to have. Yes, it's going to be a very juicy conversation on success, I can tell. So let's get started, Allison. I would love to know um, from you, what does success mean to you? Do you know, I, I love that question because over the years, that definition has actually evolved for me. And right now, success to me is progress. Is it, are you a little bit or even a lot further ahead today than you were yesterday? It's a process. It's not an event. And I used to think that it was event, an event, but currently to me, success is becoming, it's becoming who you desire to be and where you're making choices more based on your desire to grow than on your desire to stay safe. That's what success is to me. I love that. Success is being in progress and it's the motion of becoming. That is so powerful. And I feel like, um, you know, we've, we've spoken a lot about success being a journey and I feel like that ties it in so much that it's really just moving thing that you can't quite, you know, like you can't quite like wrap a bow around it or put it in a box. So we have decided you can put it in a pineapple, but you know, at the end of the day, success being progress and this process of becoming. 
tell us a little bit more about how you got to this definition right now. You know, I, I would beat myself up back in the day about whether something at the end of a project was successful or not. And it didn't count as success until it looked a really particular way. And I created an enormous amount of struggle and pain for myself. Most of it was internal conflict having those kind of parameters for success because there was very little room for mistakes. Like it, I had to be spot on all the time or nothing I did counted. And so as I've learned to be more graceful with myself and to allow myself to make more mistakes as I go and to let, and to let failures be part of success because they literally are, I've, I realized I've actually failed my way to success because I've allowed myself to try something new and not do it well, but I did it. And so now I have a new frame of reference and I can see what I liked and what I didn't and where I can improve from there. And, and it just allows me to actually claim success all along the way, rather than like at the very end, I'm, I'm judging it. Is this worth anything? Is this successful or not? Or waiting for somebody else to tell me it was successful. And I don't subscribe to that anymore. It's far too it's far too tight and small and confining and causes so much struggle. It's not, not necessary at all. Ooh, that's so juicy. It's so good. Yeah. Cause Teresa and I early on in this like dissecting success journey really just came to this like realization that like success isn't the destination, but it is the journey. Yes. Like, yeah. Like success is the path. It's not the path to success. Success is the path and you're going from thing to thing. And something you just said really resonated I want to talk about failure because I really think we need to redefine what failure is because I've been thinking about this a lot because every time there's a quote unquote failure, you're just pivoting and trying something new. You know, you're learning what not to do. And it's important to have those experiences in order to get to where you need to be. Like, what does failure mean to you? And like, let's talk about the importance of failing. Do you know what Blair, like to me, failure is critical. It's a critical part of the process that we need not fear. In fact, the more we can embrace it, the greater successes we'll have and the faster they'll come. So to me, and, 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 and I know this sounds a little bit trite, but it really is failure is feedback. It's just because I don't believe that anything was 100% a failure. Anything that we're going for, even if like the end result is not what we wanted, there are things that we did or things that clicked into place that were successful along the way. And so you, you, that's why I have success in the midst of failures. And even in the, even if I don't get the results at the end of the day that I was going for at the beginning, but it's just that like, what needs to be tweaked? What do we keep? What do we kick? What do we tweak? What do we change? What do we enhance? And I mean, it just, it gives us so much amazing information that's designed to help us improve. It's, it's designed, failure is designed to help us to grow, to help us receive more joy, to help us get to success even faster. And most of us brace for it and try to avoid it at every cost. So like we, I, that's so good. My mind is going to a million different places. We need to want to fail. Like yeah. fail, we, we know it's going to happen and it needs to not be such a dirty word. Like it's not a dirty word. It's not, it's not. I, and I don't, I wish I remember who told me this. It was a very, very successful couple that came and did a seminar that I was at. Oh, probably 10 years ago. Maybe not that long ago. doesn't matter. They said, don't get good, get done. 
good will come along the way. It's more important that you get done at first and then you can get good. And in, in a subconscious way, that saying gave me permission to fail. It gave me permission to make mistakes. It gave me permission to let it be awkward before it's elegant and to be clunky and not, and, and messy and sticky and gooey through the process. Uh, that's actually how I wrote my book, The Prosperity Approach. I, I would sit down to the computer every time I sat down to write and I thought, don't get good, get done. Just get something on the paper, so to speak, get something on the computer screen. We'll get good as we go. Right now, we just want to get done. That is so good, Allison. So good. This is actually how I wrote my book. And, and funny enough, this will speak to your heart because um, I wrote a best-selling book called Achieve with Grace, a guide to elegance and effectiveness in intense workplaces. And I talk a lot about elegant success and what it means and how we can achieve differently and, and speak on that topic. And, and I wrote every day for a month. I just wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. It wasn't about doing it perfect. It was about the creative process and being in it and, and getting done. I love that. And you know, I think that that is the thing too. I mean, I've like, like failure for me is like, it's like, have you ever heard of this term of failing forward? Like every day, I think yeah, I okay. fail forward. <laughs> yeah. So, and the thing is, right. Like the, the learning opportunity when you get something done, like, I love this, like get done, like get done and good and probably getting this like wrong, but love this term and love this idea of embracing failure because the more you learn along the way, the better you can get, right? The, like yeah, you, you can't forget. Yeah. You, you got to learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you don't learn it, you will be taught it. I, I have a question. Amen. Yeah. I got, I got a juicy question. And I'm, I'm like, we didn't prep for this. So Allison, I, I, I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this, but you okay. might. Okay. Do you remember one of your like biggest, most devastating failures and what that lesson was? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> Quite honestly. And, and from where I'm at now, and this might sound a little, um, superficial or vain or what, however it's going to cross it, it. It doesn't matter. This was really important to me, to me, um, financial ruin was worse than death. Literally, I'm not afraid to die because of my own belief system. I was afraid of financial ruin. I was afraid of too much debt. I was afraid of bankruptcy. And because I was afraid of it so much, and I was trying to prove that I could make this company successful and make a difference, um, I was an enormous amount of struggle, completely petrified to fail. And, um, and I focused on not failing and not getting into bankruptcy. And guess exactly where we went was right into a chapter 13 bankruptcy after a two and a half year financial freefall. That was devastating at the time, the fall, actually the fall was more devastating than the landing <laughs> because with the landing, like we finally hit and we're like, all right, we're 150 grand in debt. We're $1,500 behind and growing every month in our bills. Okay. Like the dust settled 
And once I stopped feeling like the world's biggest loser, once I stopped beating myself up and blaming myself for ruining my family, I mean, I'm married. I've been married for 25 years. We have four amazing children. If it was just me that failed, then like, okay. But there were five other lives that were directly impacted by my failure. And so as soon as I set down the beat up stick and refused to pick it up anymore, I looked around me and I thought, okay, I actually created this and I didn't mean to. I'm actually really, really powerful. Imagine what I can create when I'm intentional about what I desire to create instead of trying to avoid. If I created this, I think I can create my way out of it. So the most devastating failure I had literally turned into one of the most powerful blessings I've ever experienced in my life. Hands down. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, can I tell you what I did with that failure? Yeah. I was going to tell you, I want to know what your blessing is. I want to know what the blessing is. The blessing was I realized how much control I had and how powerful our thoughts were. And the irony of it all is that I freaking taught mindset. (laughs) I'm like, I'm a mindset coach for crying out loud. And so when I, when I realized like, I know universal laws work, I know our thoughts are powerful. Do they work for me? So I started an experiment and I just let life become an experiment. So all my projects now is super easy to allow myself to fail because it's just an experiment. It's like, let's see. So I ran an experiment and without going into any details, because I know we have a limited amount of time. I, we went from bankruptcy to $232,000 in six months. We doubled it another year. We hit almost a million a year later. Like we have just exponentially and quantum leapt from that point on. It's why it was one of the greatest (sighs) blessings of my entire life. Yes. And it taught me what I teach now. Well, can you share some of your secrets with our listeners? Yes. I learned three really important things. First and foremost, I learned how money actually works on a feminine level, on a spiritual level, and on on an energetic level. So I'm never going to talk budgets and like financial sheets with you, but I will teach you the energetics of money that will change absolutely everything. I learned that. I learned how to lead with feminine energy because I was in so much masculine all the time. And masculine energy is a necessary energy. Both of those energies are energies of creation, but I was in masculine and hardly any feminine, which was why I was burned out and overwhelmed and in meltdown and breakdown all the time. So I learned how to balance those energies and lead out with my feminine. And I learned how to change my subconscious beliefs in a very simple, straightforward way. I did that boom and everything catapulted. But here's the most magical thing of all ladies. The journey is the destination, right? The success is the journey. Success is not the destination. It is the journey. I loved the journey. And before then I was the destination gal, like skip the journey because the journey sucks because we don't know what we're going to do in the journey and get me right to the destination. And now I love every part of the journey. So I had joy along the way. I felt certainty. I felt supported. I felt successful. I felt heard and taken care of. And I felt wealthy long before we got wealthy. 
And that's actually how you get wealthy. There's a little secret to that. And like, that is what I learned. So it gave me that next level of teaching, which has just blessed so many other women's lives. Cause I know if I bless one woman, I bless an entire generation because she teaches her kids. She teaches her girlfriends just through example. And it changes the world. It's the greatest work I could ever do that came out of seemingly devastation. That is, there's so much juicy stuff that I want to get into in what you just shared. Wait, hold on. I'm interrupting. I forgot we were recording a podcast and I started taking notes. Like that's how into what you were just saying I was. <laughs> oh, like, thank you. Holy shnikes. Okay. Back to Teresa. Back to Teresa. <laughs> I love it. I mean, these three things, right? Learning how money works spiritually and energetically, how to lead in feminine energy, learning how to change your subconscious belief. I mean, these are so, these are so, so powerful. And I resonate so much with your story on leading in the masculine and burnout and, and what you've been through. And it shows up so differently for so many of us, what unfolds in our lives consequently when we go down this path. But one thing that I find so beautiful about your story and, and what you shared and how you got there. And, and one thing that I've really been anchoring into and what I have learned through my own spiritual journey and, and bringing that into my practice and also leading with the feminine and using the masculine structure as a support. And I was just on a podcast and we had literally the conversation about masculine and energy like masculine and feminine energies mm -hmm. um, and manifestation. So um, this was amazing with the amazing Millie Fox, who was on our podcast January 4th, which was an incredible episode that I would um, suggest listening into as well. But the big thing there always is that what I've learned is that the light doesn't exist without the shadow, right? So to be able to hold the bottom sets you up to be able to actually receive more on top of more. And so it gives me goosebumps. But what I want everyone really to take away from this is it doesn't matter what happens in your life. It matters what you choose next. It matters what you're moving towards, not pushing it away, not saying I'm, I'm not afraid because it doesn't work, but making these conscious choices and setting yourself up differently and, and rewiring, right? Your, your brain wires, basically your beliefs, everything that is such a journey. And I would love to know if you could give our listeners maybe a tool that they could use to just start paying, maybe just start creating some awareness around their beliefs that live in the subconscious and how to make sure that we don't unintentionally manifest the life that we don't want. Yes. And I was like, going to be like, can I share something I think will help? So we are completely on the same vibe, Teresa. I love it. Love it. So, so here's the thing. I'm not about the theory of prosperity or the theory of success, which is why I love that we're having this conversation because I want to know how that translates into my life. The thing that was most frustrating to me with all personal development talk is that you, you showed me and I know it, but I still don't know how, and I still don't have it. So I was really, really frustrated with that, which is why I'm all about, all like, this is what it looks like. This is what it looked like for me. So 
one of the, one of the things that keeps us in a massive amount of struggle and then not counting success along the way is the meaning that we're giving experiences that are painful to us. It's why, it's why it causes struggle and why it's why it causes such internal um, suffering in us is the meaning we give experiences. And it wasn't until I started that I gave a meaning, a different meaning to our chapter 13 bankruptcy, that things began to change. So instead of me telling myself, that I'm a loser and I'm better off. Like, I mean, honestly, it was like, we have an insurance policy. I'm worth more to my family dead than alive. Like it was like really, really dark self-talk that was going on. So I had to change that meaning. And as soon as I changed the meaning from I'm a failure and failure is a bad thing to look at how powerful I am. Like I created this. I'm going to take full credit for creating this. I think I can create my way out, which also looks like this. Nothing happens to me. Everything happens for me. And when I just made that tiny little tweak, I stopped being my own victim. There were a lot of players in that bankruptcy. And there were a lot of people who didn't have integrity, who didn't show up the way they said they were going to show up, that I held the financial bag for that. And I take full responsibility for that because I didn't trust my own ability to create it. But I was blaming them. And then I was definitely blaming me. And then it was like, why is this happening to me? Nothing happens to you. Everything happens for you. So I started saying that and that everything always works out for me because only good can come of this. Like that's what it looked like to me. And that's what I started saying in my mind over and over and over again. And ladies, I I have to say, and you know, we're, we're all adults. And so we know intellectually and conceptually that like, like things like, like things are okay. And like, we can, we can get, we can get through things and like, we're meant to have joy and stuff. We're like, we know it, but we don't have it because we're still in all of this struggle. And so what I decided was that everything that was happening was divinely orchestrated so that I could feel more joy that there was only joy at the end of this. And don't think for one moment that having a lot of money means that you no longer have sorrow in your life or heartbreak in your life. That's some very significant family heartbreak that went on as well. But because of what I learned with money is an eternal principle. And I, I could also apply it to relationships and to my spirituality and to my health and fitness, like everything changed. And with, within that heartbreak, I was like, you know what, this only good can come of this only good. And I must feel joy and I must feel peace. And I must feel love through this heartbreak, which actually really condenses the amount of time that you're in any sort of suffering or struggling. It helped me to see all of the blessings and miracles through it, instead of waiting for them to show up at the end and healed our family so quickly months instead of years that it would have taken otherwise. Whoa. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. Okay. I have some questions that have to do with this. Okay. So we've talked about, about energy of money and the masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And I've gone through some stuff personally. The last couple of years, I've had a lot of loss. Like my husband almost died. My dad's about to die. My father-in-law died. I had a miscarriage. My mom died and other stuff. It's been very difficult. And I've been living in my masculine energy because I've been in survival mode. I had the most difficult year in my personal life, but the most financially successful year in my business. Mm -hmm. And I've now started doing a lot of work. I'm having a spiritual awakening. 
and I'm learning about these energies. Like I am new to the energy game about masculine and feminine energy. And so I'm just going to assume, and I know you're not supposed to assume, but I'm assuming that when you were hitting bankruptcy, hitting that floor, that you were maybe going to be living in your masculine energy to climb out. Like, can we talk about energy? What is what, like, how do you switch energies? How do you balance the energies? What is the energy of money? Tell me the thing. Oh. Oh, then you got three days. I'll give you the condensed version. Hot, the Coles notes. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I was no longer available to struggle my way to success. Like that was totally off the table because before we were in the chapter 13 bankruptcy, we were in at that time, I considered high levels of success. We had never made the amount of money before that we had been making. And I understand everything is relative. So some of your audience is going to be like, that's a lot of money. And others are going to be like, that's all you were making. But we what we were used to making, you know, 60 grand a year, 50 grand a year. And suddenly we were making 300 grand a year. Like that was an astronomical jump. And there was so much struggle involved with that, that when I was in the rebuild, uh-uh, nope, I wasn't going to do it with struggle. And at the time, Blair, I love this question because I didn't realize I was flipping from masculine to feminine because I had built that business in masculine. It was the push. It was the constant push energy. And that is masculine energy. Nothing wrong with that. Those of us who have had babies and we push them out of our bodies, we don't just like sit there and think happy thoughts. And then suddenly the babies deliver. There's bearing down and pushing. So there are times when we must push, but not constant. The feminine energy is a gathering energy. It's a pulling energy. It's an inviting energy. Masculine energy is the energy of challenge. You know, so do you, do you, do you feel how like the business side of you was like, oh yeah, give me a challenge. And yet that feminine side of you, that personal side of you was like, can we just, can you just invite me to something? Can we just like explore this thing together rather than like the gauntlet has been thrown down again. And now I got to race through this. And so it's really, it's pleasure in one word, Blair, it's pleasure pleasure. What I'm inside, because that's my word for the year is pleasure. <laughs> yep. Oh, sorry. I had interrupted. Cause I got excited. No, I love it. And that is going to be, Oh my gosh, Blair, here's the thing. You are going to heal so quickly. Your heart's going to heal your body. Your soul is going to heal so quickly when you insist on leading with pleasure every day. And your business is going to quantum leap as well. Just from that distinction is leading with pleasure, but it's also going to require discipline. You want to know why? Because you're real good of the masculine. Any businesswoman I know has nailed the masculine because that's all we've been taught. That's all the business world is, is masculine. And again, I'm not ripping on men and women. This is not a battle of the sexes. These are two different energies and Every person has both masculine and feminine energy, but women are designed to lead with their feminine. So you get to discipline yourself. And this is the invitation that I would extend to you and your entire audience who's resonating with this message. Three things that bring you pleasure every day. Not get me to Saturday, but every day, what brings me pleasure? And that could be, I'm going to turn on my music and I am just going to move to the music. That is very feminine. That's a very feminine and a very grounding energy as well. And do you know what that does? It opens you up to creativity. It connects you with a consciousness, the mass consciousness of genius, not the mass consciousness of fear, which is what the world revolves around. And that's what the world taps into, but anything like little things, little things. I love, 
I love showers. I love smells. I want to get sensual. That is feminine and sensual is not pornographic. And that's what we've been taught. It's not sensual has to do with the senses. What do you love to smell? Um, Diffuse an oil, smell a candle. I have like, I don't know, 84 different body washes. And I'm like, what do I want today? Do I want peppermint? Do I want sunshine mimosa? What do I want today? And it's, and, and it's just like being present in the smell and in the feel of that hot water. And, oh, honey, if you will do that, your whole life will change. I promise it will change fast. You, okay. First of all, our listeners out here, Allison and I do not know each other. We don't. This is not, this is not a setup. <laughs> Allison, I take like two baths a day to music oh. and candlelights and bath salts. Yes. yes. So don't do work while you're doing it. <laughs> I've started meditating in the bath. I've started holding my heart and so meditating. Important. So important. And what's yeah. your purpose of your meditation? Well, right now my heart chakra is blocked and I'm trying to open it. My heart shattered when I was a kid and I'm, I really need to open my heart chakra because I can't feel compliments. I can't feel love. And so my mantra right now is I am worthy of receiving love. And I had my first bath meditation cry the other day. Oh, Blair, that is so beautiful. So you get to do pleasure and receiving which are two very feminine, powerful feminine. Don't think for one moment, feminine is weak. It is not, is our superpower as women. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, <sighs> Teresa, you're really, I think, and Teresa's really good at channeling the feminine energy. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I've become um, a fan of Teresa because like she has the, I think she has it balanced pretty good, but I don't, I'm learning. This is new for me, this energy conversation, but, um, you know, watching her in her role as a GM, she used to, you know, be a GM of a boutique hotel and took it from seven to eight figures and now building her business where she is now. She is really good at claiming her space in the morning and her morning rituals and writing and moving. And she loves dancing and She's brilliant to that. And she's really inspired me a lot. And I found myself the other day listening to music and dancing like by myself. And I'd never do that. So like, and just now when you were talking, Allison, I almost started crying. I never do that. So I think it's happening. And like the cracks are opening. It is. And this is what's so beautiful about it because you've got to be able to release so that you can receive. And so I tell people all the time because it's not okay to cry, whether you're a woman or not. If you're a woman, you're weak. When you cry, if you're a boy or a man, you're a sissy. When you cry, crying is a beautiful, healthy release. So I tell people, sometimes your energy needs to come out your eyes and it takes the form of tears. So I'm just releasing this energy out my eyes and it's okay. So, so rather than like, rather than the falling apart, this is falling into place. Like this is just like that next level of you when you're learning to release so that you can receive. I receive that heart from you. I receive that love from you, but can I give you a, um, a, a a biohack for lack of a better word with the morning routine. Yes, please. Because I think this is where you'll be tempted to go. Cause most of my clients are tempted to go here too. Cause women don't know how to be women. We just think we're less, we're smaller, less hairy men, which we're not, we're women. And so you'll, you'll, if you're doing a morning routine like that, it will start feeling very check boxy. 
If you, if you don't have an intention behind it and we're a purpose behind it, you cannot do a feminine activity in masculine energy and get into feminine and checking off the boxes is a structure. And that's, and that's important, but it's masculine. And so my intention, when I do my morning routine is what do I want to feel by the end of this? Because then I've connected, like mine is alignment. My word this year is aligned. It's also mighty. And so what am I aligning to? And what's the feeling I'm after? And right now it's like creativity. Like I want to hit that creative genius consciousness and hit there and like play there so that all of the ideas and the next steps can just be delivered to me. They kind of like rain down on me like sparkles. <laughs> it sounds weird, but it's not. I promise when you, when you tap into that, when you connect to that, like the ideas will just come and it just, it just feels like this beautiful rain shower of glitter and sparkles. And I'm all about that these days, but you'll find when you find yourself like, all right, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this, you're in masculine. And so it's okay. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to get myself back in the moment. What I want to feel. And it can be as easy as I want to feel supported right now. I want to feel calm. I want to feel comfort. Sometimes joy is too high of a vibration to reach. And so it's just um, satisfied. Oh, you know what satisfaction feels like as a businesswoman. So that's what I'm going after is satisfied or full or like my, my whole intention with my morning routine is to connect to God. So I want to feel connected to God. So those are the, the different things that I do. So that's the masculine supporting the feminine, that intention of connecting to my higher power. And so I'm going to do this and this, and here's the structure, the dance, the journaling, the meditation, here's the structure. So do you see how you're leading with feminine? And then you're letting masculine support and then boom, you're there. And some people can reach that in a half an hour. Some can reach it in 15 minutes. I love like two hours because <laughs> it's just really juicy. <laughs> so I get up early in the morning because that's my quiet time and I won't be interrupted. And that's, and that sets the tone. And I know you've heard this so many times, but it literally, it sets the tone for the entire day. And when you lead with feminine, then the masculine is designed to serve and support the feminine. And now you let the masculine do its job the way it's intended. Oh my God, Allison, you're like speaking my language. I'm like, <laughs> Allison, like you have no idea the conversations that literally went down in the last like 48 hours. So, so for everybody listening, we have never spoken with Allison before this conversation. I just want to put this out there because I think you're, you're just going to be like, your mind's going to be like, what the heck? We didn't have a conversation about what we were going to talk about. We, we kind of knew what Allison does and, and she reached out and we're like, she'd be an amazing guest to share her incredible knowledge. And the crazy thing about this is, and it's something that you said earlier and it gave me goosebumps because by now our listeners will know this because they've listened to the last conversation plan I had, but we spoke about the duality, which is life. And we had a very deep conversation about things happening for us, not to us. We spoke about the spirituality of things. We brought in our words for the year and the intentions. This is how crazy this is. The spiritual paths, being more connected, having more space. And then this morning, we actually started our day at 6 a.m., 
for us, which is very early to lead a training call. And I said, I said to Blair, I was like, 6 a.m., like I need three hours in the morning just in my own energy. And so, uh, and it was good. I showed up for it and it felt really good to serve this incredible group of women that's in this court with us. But the incredible thing about everything that you're sharing and everything that you're saying and the path that Blair's on and, and having these conversations, it gives me goosebumps. Because we, like you ended up on this podcast in a very flow form of way, right? Yes, somebody reached out. Yes, you said, hey, you know, here I am, I'm Allison. And I'd love to be on your podcast. And I have some really brilliant things I could share with your listeners. And we're like, yes, Allison, we would love for you to be on this podcast. It wasn't like, you know, what I want people to understand is you came in and, and we have a lot of people that reach out to us to be on this podcast and we don't um, say yes to everyone. But there are certain people that I get energetically, I'm like, mm, there's something about it. And this message that you're sharing, I think this is so, 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 so important for so many people to understand is that we we don't need to force anything in life. And the masculine is a structure, a system that allows us to support so that feminine can flow, so we can have the space, so we can take care of our hearts and our bodies and our minds and just tend to being overdoing. And then when you do, because there's so much intention in the doing, it's so much more potent. So the message, your work, the words you use, the people it touches quantifies to such great amount that you don't have to do more. You have to just do the few things and feel it. Just what you said is feel it. And I don't know how many times I said the word feeling this morning on our free hour training call. Feel. How do you want to feel while doing it? How do you want to feel? How does that feel? Does that this action lead back to how do you want to feel? Does this goal lead back to how you desire to feel? Like I bring everything back. I teach strategy <laughs> and masculine containers, but I bring in that feminine energy because through my journey, I was in the masculine. It's an ongoing practice for me to find the feminine. So anyways, I'm just blown away. I have goosebumps. You're brilliant. Thank you. I love the like the universe and and everything that has brought us clearly you were meant to be on this podcast sharing this message and having this conversation with us so anyways like going oh, first like thank you a thousand times thank you and I think especially because like Blair said this she's new to energy and things and I want to be like welcome to our world <laughs> like at first it feels like what planet did I just land on? But if you understand <laughs> that everything, this is Einstein, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy, this is physics. So when you understand like there's the masculine grounding behind it, but when you will go into the being, which is the feminine and let the doing support the being, which is the masculine, energy is not magic. It's not voodoo. It's not religion. It's, it, it is vibration. 
everything is vibration. And when we will get our vibration to match the vibration of whatever it is we want. So I love you're talking about feeling because that's what that is. You realize that it's not magic, but life becomes magical because you know what my intention was at the end of last year? Connection. I want to connect with more people to share my message with more people. And I thought, what's the easiest, fastest, most pleasurable way to do that? That's also very feminine. Blair, I would recommend writing that down. And everybody, write that down. Easiest, fastest, most pleasurable way for me to receive X. And it was like, do you know what? I'm going to have somebody help me to see who is a great vibrational match where we can have really powerful conversations that are actually going to serve people. Because I think you're like me. I think you're allergic to fluff. And I think that you really want to make a difference in people's lives and give them actionable tools that they can actually like implement instantly to start changing their lives. And now we're having this conversation. It was, it's alignment that was based off of our, my intention and your intention. And look at the exponential effect we get to have on people's lives, whether we meet them, whether they meet us, but what an honor, isn't it ladies? What a privilege to be able to serve in this way. And I get just as filled up by these conversations too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Allison, I want to drink in all of your knowledge, all of your, like all of your everything. Um, as we wind things down, how can people get a hold of you? Like, how can people keep, like, I'm now going to be an Allison addict. Oh, yay. Cause I'm already an addict of you guys. So, <laughs> um, so let's, 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 let's let people know how to find you. I know you have a podcast, you have your book, like what's, what's I going do, on? I do. So you can go to prosperityapproach.com slash listen. I have a podcast. It's called the prosperity approach where I take things out of the ethereal and make it real. And you can hear my philosophy about prosperity and how to have that in your life. You, you know, this is a really, I love the turn our conversation took. I'm surprised by it. I think, I think we're all surprised by the turn our conversation took, but I would love to give your listeners, um, a PDF at a glance resource so they can see when they're in feminine, when they're in masculine. And by the way, we show up in very different ways when we're in empowered feminine versus disempowered feminine and empowered masculine versus disempowered masculine. So I created a PDF that shows you what those two energies are and how you show up in each of those energies when you're feeling powerful and when you're feeling less than powerful. So I would love to share that with your audience and you can grab that at prosperityapproach.com slash at a glance. That's all one word at a glance. And the idea is for you to just like post it somewhere on your wall and you can just take a look at it. It's literally at a glance. You can see where you're at because you'll, you'll recognize yourself really quickly in those different energies. So I would love to do that. I've got my, I've got my uh, website, alisonchavis.com where you can come see me, come play with me in the prosperity experience, Facebook group or success without struggle. I mean, I just, I try to make it super, super easy for you to come find me and play with me. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I'm joining your group. I'm following you everywhere. I'm a groupie. <laughs> um, so all of those in all that information is going to be in the show notes. And before we release you into your day, into your weekend, into your afternoon, what is one piece of advice you have for people who are on their success, success path, not path to success, but the success path. I love that distinction. My one piece of advice would be this. If you will continually make decisions based on your desire to grow instead of based on your desire to stay safe, your success is inevitable. Wow. 
Teresa, you want off mute? I'm like, who's going to talk? I feel like I've taken a lot of airtime. <laughs> I, I thought I thought you would. So I stayed off mute, but I also just had to take that in because I wholeheartedly, I wholeheartedly um, stand behind that. That is such an incredible piece of wisdom you just shared. Thank you. It's changed yeah. my whole life. Changed my whole life. I'm like everybody else. I want to stay safe too, but you can't grow when you're, when you're staying safe and small. Oh, I'm a woman of danger. <laughs> and you're going to love that. Make that your mantra. <laughs> and away you go. Don't worry. I do not play small. We will get together <laughs> offline and we, I would love to just like have a coffee with you. Um, thank you so that. much for taking time to dissect success with us. Thank you. You are an absolute bright light. I cannot wait to just like dive into all your content and get your book. And like, I don't know, there's just something about you. It's amazing. And we are, I, where are you? I am just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, you are far from me. <laughs> I am in Kamloops, British Columbia, Canada. So wow. one day, yeah. <laughs> one day we will meet in person, but until then, Zoom is a beautiful piece of technology. <laughs> well, I appreciate you and I appreciate all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of Dissecting Success. Until next time, peace. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more.